there. So that'll be two legs to go when I charge my phone. Because I was like, oh, do I charge my phone during the recording or do I charge my iPod? And I looked at my iPod and I was like, oh, my iPod is dead. So I'm like, I might as well charge my iPod first. Hi. Why don't we start now? <laughs> exactly. Because okay. we don't have an opening bit. Uh, hi, everyone. We... <laughs> no, no. Schwat. <laughs> everyone and welcome back to kaiju sentai ultra ranger the podcast where we talk about ultraman's past present future godzilla and all kaiju in between i'm your host ultra yellow caster gar i am your co-host ultra pink caster lane we got new couches yeah we got new couches that i can't sit on right now i mean you can i mean i can but i can't reach the computer that's true i mean what if we oh <gasps> idea what well, if you move the couch towards the computer no <laughs> i wish i had my reaching broom oh yeah just like our, our our old couches we had were like really shitty and they were starting to like droop and sag and then uh like our neighbors were selling a bunch of shit and they like mentioned a couch set to us and we were intrigued so we were like sure we'll buy them and we had a fucking lovely time trying to put them in but we got them in Moving furniture is hard. It is hard. Make sure, make sure if you're going to buy new furniture, make sure you measure have the measurements of the furniture you're getting and the measurements of your doorways so you can actually move it into your house. Yeah, movies lie to you when they see like movers just like already like moving stuff into like a new house and it's like it, it just fits right on in. I'm like bullshit. Exactly. But uh, they're very comfy. We got we have an ottoman as well, so it's nice to just have like a thing to kick my feet up. Now it's nice to know that we can have like how many people in this room? Like five, just wow. on the couches alone. And then if we have like two extra chairs, that's like seven. And then plus person in the main chair, that's eight. So we got eight people in this room. Wow. Yeah. It's not bad. So uh, today we are talking about Ultra Seven Episode Two. Ultraman Dinah, Episode 3, and Ultraman Towards the Future, Episode 2. Ultraman Great, Episode 2. No, it's Ultraman Towards the Future. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if we were watching the Japanese dub, then I would call Ultraman Great. He's Ultraman Great. <laughs> What's next? You're going to say Ultraman, like, Ultimate Hero is going to be, like, Ultraman Powered? Yep. Yeah. Uh, we have news. Yeah, we got some news stories. As usual. So, I- I'm excited to say this. I can't believe it, man. We reached a million subscribers. How awesome is that? No, Gar. The Super Raya official Ultraman YouTube channel reached a million subscribers. Nice try. I need to call a bunch of banks and tell them to cancel money. <laughs> I canceled my pre-order and all the Ultraman stuff. I bought everything. I bought everything. What do you mean by everything? Everything. Everything. I even bought the rights to the franchise. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. You, no. you know how much money that would be? I don't, you'd have, you'd have I don't, to sell them like a billion dollars. I don't think it would be for sale. No. 
But yes, uh, congratulations to the Super Eye Productions YouTube channel for reaching over a million subscribers. Yep, I guess a million people give a shit about Ultraman. Oh. That's good. It's nice to know that I'm one of the one million. Me too. There can only be one. No. That... Elastic. Yeah. Well, that's got forever. Yep. And, uh... Our next news story is something I'm very excited for. Mm-hmm. So you know how they released the uh, comp, like the Super Sentai mooks like a few years back. Yes, you love those mooks. Yeah, I definitely love those mooks. For those that don't know what we're talking about, um, in Japan they release books, ba- like magazine style books, based on a uh, show, like based on like franchises. Yeah, so you see like production stills and like facts about like things, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, in which they release them as MOOCs. I don't know why it's called a MOOC. Magazine book. Like you oh, said. oh, right, yeah, magazine book. MOOC. MOOC. In which they did some for Super Sentai, and now Super Rad Productions is tossing their hat into the ring by making various books based on their uh, shows. So you're saying that the cover is like the Type A Ultraman suit. Oh, yeah. Supposed to spread across the entire franchise. God, that thing was ugly. <laughs> Once we got to the Type B, I was just like, thank God. Then we got to Type C, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's better. And now we have, like, the modern Ultraman suit, and I'm like, wow, perfection. So, yes, uh, th- this MOOC series, because it's a series of books, uh, I originally had the list of how many so, books so it was. Like- that, like everything from like original Ultraman up till now, like even further beyond, <laughs> further beyond, yeah, like Gridman, Triple Fighter, Gridman, Mirror Man, Jumborg Ace, Fireman. Basically, oh, so it's just all Subaraya stuff, yeah. Oh, everything from Subaraya, in which it is 40 books. How much would that be? Well, they're being sold for 630 yen a piece, okay? So yeah, I and this, and yeah, this spreads from Ultra Q all the way up to Ultraman Taiga. So that's like seven bucks a book. So seven, and you said forty. Yeah. So like roughly like after sh- like before shipping, it'd be like two hundred and eighty bucks. So you'd be spending like probably just over three hundred dollars to get all these mooks. That's not that bad. Especially if they're very well informed and, you know, but they wouldn't be translated in English, I'm assuming, so. Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, we have a list of a ton of, like, make a bunch of books. There's a Redman one. Yeah, so there's, like, Return of Ultraman, Mabius, Ultra Q, uh. Sorry, Returned Ultraman, Ultraman Mobius. Mobius. <laughs> oh, I didn't, I didn't know Sonic was a part of the Ultra series. Right? Mirror Man, Mighty Jack, Fight Mighty Jack, The Star Ultraman. I'm guessing that's Jonius. Wait, what? It says right there, oh, oh. 32, The Star no, Ultraman. No, 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 lame. It's just The Ultraman. Oh. Something but it is Jonius. But don't put a star in the middle. But it's there. in the logo. Also, apparently, it also have a bit of uh, Ultraman kids in there. Oh, God. Oh, and the Mirror Man book will also reflect on Mirror Fight and Mirror Man Reflex. Ooh. Oh, and Gaia will also talk about Ultraman Nice. Ultraman, Ultraman Gaia. Ultraman <laughs> this Gaia. This is Ultraman Gaia. God, this thing does not translate well. Oh, it's Google Translate. I know. 
Um, Ultraman yeah. G? Great. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm powered. Yeah, I'm powered. Cool! Well, like like you said, basically everything. It's including Dinosaur Squadron Crusadon? The fuck is that? Time Travelers. Okay. I don't know. They're the, they're technically the first thing to have the words Shoryu Sentai in their title. Oh. Wait, is that mean fucking... Would they be talking about Mega Monster Battle too? Uh, should be one of them. Oh, and the last book will be Ultra Seven or Ultraman Z. Yeah. Uh, Mega Monster Battle. I could have sworn I just saw it. Uh... It looked like it. That's uh, okay if it's not there. Eh. Eh. Cool. Cool. Well, if you're interested in like cool Ultraman knowledge and stuff, then this is for you. Oh, it's probably like one of the three books up here that isn't translated. Yeah. Anyways. I would like to get these, but unfortunately, where I usually buy my books, uh, CD Japan, it's sold out. Uh, I'm like, I hope it just says sold out for now, and then when it actually does come out, like, we get a release. Well, just put put yourself in an email list so that, like, you'll get an email when it's back in stock. Yeah. You can do that uh, websites. And the first book will be coming out uh, July 9th, so one day before Ultraman Day. All right. I just realized I'm on the wrong news article. <laughs> Alrighty. So next we got official license Ultraman pins from fan sets. And look, we got our boy Gomera. I'm super happy Gomera has so much love. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's best kaiju in Ultraman. Always Na- will be. Name another kaiju that got a two-parter in the original run. No one. Exactly. And so we got original Ultraman, and then we have the anime Ultraman. And then we have uh, Hayata. And probably the pin that's most interesting is the Science Patrol pin. Yeah. Yeah, the shooting star. Now, the pin that I would like to get is none of these. It's actually the silhouette behind the uh, the pins based on the six, based on the original show of Ultraman doing the space humor. I think that would have been cool to have. <laughs> Hayata looks stupid. He looks like one of those Snapchat filter characters. Yeah, it looks like one of those bit emojis. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Mine looks, like, horrendous because, like, my, my usual look I try to go for nowadays is, like, a shaved head with, uh, with like, a, a big beard. So it's, like, I've, I've made myself look so, like, I guess gross would be, like, the, 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 the term. But, like, I don't care because it's a look that I'm comfortable with. So that's why I'm waiting for this invasion to be over so I can go get a fucking haircut. Oh, look, there is one of Ultraman doing his face in right. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Because I clicked on the fan set's website and these are going for $6.95. Ooh, you know I should buy, um, you know I should buy a freaking Science Patrol pen. Not mind owning uh, one of those. We could get the $6.95 one. Mm-hmm. Or we could spend $25 for one that actually quote-unquote works oh it like it does the pin thing yeah yeah that's oh, the pin thing yeah for 25 dollars. yeah definitely i'd love to have that i know right super cool and then i'd get the the ultra guards costume and put it on that and be like i'm oh, the science patrol that got switched over transferred to the ultra guard oh but but if pins aren't your thing 
Well, how about some jewelry? More rings! Yeah, more rings! God damn it! What is what is it with Japan and fucking jewelry? I don't know. Like, why obscure jewelry as well? So, we have silver 925. I think, I'm guessing that's the metal it's made of. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Based on the 2019 Ultraman anime. <laughs> I love... Okay. I'll give these rings credit. They're clever. So, the rings are shaped... In a in the shape of Ultraman, but they're doing like the rays, so like. Well, it's ult, like it's so it's the Ultraman suit before he does his ray, and the uh, Ultra Seven one is him pulling out his sword. Okay. Because he uses a sword. Yeah, that's still fucking cool though. Does he? Does he ever use his eye slugger in the show? I think it's just for show, and that's why he uses the sword. Oh, so the sword's supposed to be, like, the equivalent of the Ice Slugger? Yeah. That makes, that makes actually a lot of sense. Uh, yeah, no, these look cool. Yeah. I won't get any, but... Like, they look alright. I wouldn't wear this. No. Hey, imagine going around wearing a ring. It's like, who's my Ultraman ring? Well, the only ring that I would feel like wearing is, you know, a wedding ring one day. Or the, uh, Leo. Ring or Ace, no Ace, 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 Ace. It's the two, two for Ace and Leo both have rings. Okay. <laughs> yes. Well, which is the one that's like the two people, Ace, right? Yeah, it's Ace. Because okay. because Ace used to be two members, and then it just went down to one because fans were not happy with a female host at the time. Oof. So they wrote her out of the show. Oof. That's, that's, that's sad. Yeah. No. Super I was ahead of its time and everyone said no. Now I feel like if they did that, well, I mean, look at Ultra Woman Grigio. Everyone fucking loves her. So. Uh, like, different... I, I can't see them doing an, a female Ultraman as, like, a main character. But have, like, a secondary Ultraman be an Ultra Woman. Like, if. That'd be cool. Like, go with Rosa and Blue, but just, like, one male, one female. Exactly. I think people wouldn't mind. Because Ultraman has already proven that you can have very strong female characters, and, like, there's plenty of Ultraman shows that have shown that there are strong females, so why can't you have one of those strong females become an Ultra Woman? That would be fucking sick. I would love to see that. So maybe next year, you can get an Ultra Woman. I wouldn't mind that. And the best thing about Ultraman is it's not really aimed towards, like, just being a boy show. It's aimed for, like, all-around family show. That's why Valkyrie's kind of, like, it's just been disappointing how Valkyrie's been portrayed in Zero One because they just put a woman rider in there for the sake of having a woman rider in there. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's, 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 it's disappointing. It's like how, uh, like... I'm not trying to sound mean here, but it's kind of like how every TV show on television in the West nowadays always has to have the, the like, the gay character. Yeah, this, for, like, stereotypes. For, yeah, like, mm -hmm. for the sake of being... It's like how in the 90s, it was like you always had to have the one, uh, like, one color character. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I am not saying that is a bad no, thing. of course not. I am just saying the whole, uh, the stereotype of just having a gay character. Like typecasting. Yeah. Yeah. Typecasted characters. Yeah, I got it. But just, that'd be nice. So uh, it's real disappointing hearing that back then just no one wanted that. 
Because it's like, they, they were probably thinking as much as if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's like, no, it's going to have diversity, variety. His name's Ultraman. Yeah, but like, how are other Ultramen created? Probably with the help of an Ultra Woman. That's why we have Mother of Ultra. Mother, she, no, she, no. she didn't exist yet. Yeah, it wasn't until the next season. Or at least later in Ace. Because I, I know Father of Ultra showed up in Ace. And I think Mother of Ultra showed up in Taro? Okay. Oh, yeah, I can start with like, Mother of Ultra. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, oh, yeah, these rings, they're pretty okay. They're, 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 they're cool to look at, but it's nothing I would like be like, I need them now! So Not worth 13,200 yen, though. Yeah. No, nah, jewelry's expensive. Jewelry it's, it's unfortunate. is expensive. Which is why I say go for common law. You know, common law is not that bad. Yeah, but it just, it's kind of the joy of marriage, which is like a fun thing. Well, it's it's just marriage, except without the whole, like, you know, mar- like wedding day thing. Yeah, I get it. Like, like, why spend thousands of dollars for a wedding when you could just live together and be happy with that? But if these rings aren't, uh, if these rings aren't good for you, well, how about the SSP College Ring? Oh my god! This was the thing Ichi was trying to show us uh, during Extra Extra. Oh, I can't remember the episode number. I think it was last week's actually. Yeah, it was uh, the first episode. It was the first Extra Extra uh, recorded in June. Mm-hmm. If you just look it up, if you look up, then then you'll find it. Yeah, and then we were like, uh, no, this is supposed to be on Ultra Ranger. Yeah, yeah, because fucker. Yeah, because we were like, this, because like I remember I was complaining. I was like, this is the reason why we made an Ultraman show in the first place, so we didn't have to show Ultraman stuff on Cast Ranger. Yeah, you fucking hypocrite. <laughs> um, yeah, so we got a college style ring based off the 1966 Ultraman TV series, and has the SSP logo on it, and no, it's the Science Patrol. Now, this is something that I would actually like to wear. That'd be cool. I, I remember I wanted to get a high scoring when uh, I was in uh, back then, but like then I told my parents how much it was because I think it was like, going to be like $200 or something, and they're just like, no. And I was like, all right. They're like, you don't need it. It's like, I think the only people that got rings at my high school were like the football team. Uh, yeah, and, like sport rings. Yeah, and there was like a giant controversy because like, one of the one of the football players did something like stupid. I can't remember what it was. It was like the Harlem Shake in the school. Oh no! So like he couldn't go to the game, but they won. Like this was like the big championship game, yeah. and they won. Mm-hmm. Everyone got rings except for him, even though he's a member of the team. Well, yeah, because he didn't but, get field. But it's like everyone made up uproar about because like he's a part of the team. He should get a ring. Yeah, I get it. Um, so yeah, so these are, so it's made of silver 925 and blue cubic zirconia, which means the jewel's, like, fucking worthless. Oh. No, zirconia is, like, the worst, Oh, like, is the it? lowest tier of fucking jewelry. Oh. Yeah. yeah if, you get, if you get someone, like, a cubic zirconia ring or something, like, it's an insult. You gotta get them a real diamond. It's like Bender from the episode of Futurama. How much is this worth? Hermie checks it out. It's a fake. Ah. Yeah. No. So that's why you have like people who like appraise jewelry and stuff like that because like there's fake jewelry everywhere, and you have to make sure it's it's accurate. And this is going for a cheaper price of eleven thousand yen. Hmm. 
Probably after taxes and stuff like that, it'd probably be like closer to two hundred. Yeah. But eh. Sizes in 17, 19, 21, and 23. I don't know how to do ring sizes. Does it go by, like, inches? I know Kelly's ring size is 13. So, so these are, like, big-ass rings. Yeah. Like, you probably wear it not on your ring finger, but, like, on your, like, your index finger or something. Or, like, your thumb. I don't know. Oh, uh, I'm not a big ring person because they just, like, I don't like the tightness around my finger. So. It, like, the only ring that I... I've only worn is like the wizard stuff when it first came out. Yeah, me too. Because I had to buy the bigger, bigger ring. Oh, they're bigger ring attachments. Yeah, I had to get the adult ones because the kids ones that came with the the, the rings did not str- fit. Scrawny. Yeah. They would fit around your pinky. And then yeah, they'd get really annoying and like tight after a few hours of wearing them. Yeah. Police. Uh, but yeah, cool. It's free. Schwat. Uh, speak- <laughs> uh, speaking of shiny things. SH Figuarts announced their next Ultraman figure in which it is of Shining Zero. Oh my god. See, didn't I fucking tell you that we were going to get this? Because Zero is the fucking Dan Kuroto of Ultraman. If, if he's popular, he's so popular, they're going to make fucking everything for him. Yeah, but the best part is, unlike Dan Kuroto, I can put up with Ultraman Zero. Well, yeah, because he has a lot... He's a fucking hero, and he's saved the universe, like, countless times. He's also a three-dimensional character, and not Dan Crow, who's just, lol, memes, look at me. <laughs> look yeah. at me and my stupid laugh. You're 20,000 years too early to fight me. You're 20,000 years too early to be up with him. Now, it looks good, but just... He stands out way too much, because I'm, like... When we see Shining Zero in, like, the special, he's, like, you know, he's covered in, like, a blinding light, so you can't really get, like, good look at, like, the, the form. Yeah. So it's just weird seeing, like, the form in full. Without the effect? Without, without the, yeah. Without like, the like, visual the, effects. Yeah, without the visual effects and stuff. And, like, it's not bad, but it's not my favorite. Like, I, my, my favorite probably of Zero's forms is probably Zero Darkness and um, probably Zero Beyond as well. Zero Beyond's pretty dope. And there is a promotional image of, like, Shining Zero. Yeah, see, that, uh, with, when I look at like, Shining Zero, that's what I see. Like, with the effect. Yeah, so having, like, the like the dull gray background for the other pictures, it just doesn't work. Because it just make, it makes them pop too much. Like, it's a cool, cool suit. Like, it's a cool, interesting suit, but I... Probably not that well good in, like... No, he would just... In, like, like, um... Suitmation. Yeah. But, like, I honestly have a feeling there is no Shining Zero suit. No. It's probably just all computer effects. Yeah. That's why they had, like, the lighting, the, the huge shining lights on them and stuff like that so they could cover it up. Yeah, like, the go- like uh, at the end of Build with, dr- with, like, Rabbit Dragon. We don't talk about Rabbit Dragon. Oh, the $5 budget that that form had? Yeah, I, I even I was like trying to defend it, but then I just eventually caved and was like, "No, it's it's terrible CGI effects." <laughs> At least the figure art looked fucking came out really good. Oh yeah, because you know it actually look. It's a physical thing that's there. Let's see here. What looks good in CGI and in suit form? <gasps> Group. 
Yeah, Groove. Yeah, Groove, Groove, Groove nailed it. Groove nailed it out of the fucking park. We were blown away when we watched... Go watch the Rube movie. Go watch the Rube movie, even if you haven't seen Rube. Check out our review of the Rube movie, because we fucking... We apologized heavily, and we just were blown away by how great it was. And it had Jeep in it, and you can't go wrong with Jeep. Yeah. Episode 91, if you're interested. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a premium Bandai exclusive that you Of course it is. Of course it is. For 6,000 yen. That's not bad. That's like probably close to like 80, 90 bucks. Because yeah, it looks like a five of it, but I'm like, wait, this is a computer. Someone, you can't miswrite things on the computer. No. So I'm like, does it say five or six? I'm like, had to turn my head. I'm like, okay, six. Uh, and it'll be coming out in October. In October. That's not bad. Yeah, it's not my favorite form, but I, I recognize and respect it as being, like, his most busted form he has. Because, like, you know, it can reverse time. You can go back in time and save his buddies from being fucking killed. Including himself. In- so he wasn't taken over by his arch enemy. Including Belial. That's why Belial came back. We didn't think that far. Well, yeah. <laughs> what if someone... Had like the best day of their life, zero reverse time, and then he's like, "Wait, no, it's finally happening." I think it was just in the vicinity of like where they were fighting that he reversed the time. I don't think it was like he reversed all time in, in the, the universe. universe. Yeah, that that's that's too busted. Ultraman busted, busted. Uh, but hey, if Shining Zero doesn't do do it for you. He does have a new form. Of course he does. Oh my god. So, in the so since Z's about like fusions and all that jazz, they decided to bring back the video game exclusive forms, mm-hmm. uh, in which the Ultraman fusion fight portion of Z will be called Z Heat. Z Heat. <laughs> uh. I sworn there was a name for this form, but but yeah. So uh, oh, it's right there, Grand Saber Zero. Oh, Grand Saber Zero. Yeah, that's why. I, like, I heard that and I was like, wait, Grand Saber? That's the name of that fucking lightsaber musical rhythm game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, this form makes him look like fucking All Might. <laughs> this form. He looks like All Might. He looks like All Might. It's funny, because we already made that joke way back when Zero Beyond showed up. Yeah, but he looks super like All Might. He's got his tight suit on. He's got oh, like, the, the, the hair thing. Uh, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, he looks like fucking All Might. Yeah, I see what you're talking about now. So, what what uh, what medals does he use to turn this form? So, he uses the Ultraman, Ultra 7, and Ultraman Ace medals. Oh, and then a Lito card. Yes. So, they're... There will be a Ultra Access card of Zero featuring Lito. You know, best host Zero. Because fuck the first guy and fuck that second guy from the Saga movie. Here's the kicker, though. Uh. You can only get it at the arcade. Oh, no. That thing's going to be so expensive on the aftermarket. Oh. Fingers crossed Kotetsu can get his hands on one of these. Good old Kotetsu. Freaking snipe that. <laughs> yeah, because, like, Lito, Lito's best boy. Lito? I, I always say, like, Jeed, in Jeed, Lito was the best character in the show. 
Now, he wasn't my favorite, but I acknowledge that he was the best character. Mm. So, I'm glad, I'm glad Lito is still getting the attention he deserves. Figuarts Lito, please. Figuarts Lito? Yeah, because he needs to have two separate heads. One with his glasses on, and one with just kind of like the zero expression he has on his face. That would be fantastic. And then he comes with like the, the zero-eye Neo... And like the Gene Riser. Yeah, like a Gene Riser. Exactly! Fucking, you already done Dan Moroboshi. Keep making the fucking hosts. That'd be amazing. I'm surprised they didn't do Hayata. Do a Riku, do a Riku Pega 2-pack. That'd be fucking amazing. Probably not a 2-pack, but I could see Pega getting a figure. I'm surprised Pega does not have a figure. Yeah, figure it's Pega. Come on. Um, Make a Pigmon. Need a Pigmon. Pigmon would be cool. I would like to. I would like to have an alien knackle. I don't know what I'd like. Because they made Gomer right. They made Bolton. Actually, yeah, maybe knackle. Hmm. Is that Tom? We need to figure out this Tom. We do. Oh, we do. Oh, Bolton. Yeah, yeah hmm. we. Yeah, uh, we got. Oh no, we need. Um, I need. Uh, what was it? Zeton. What's, what's the one that I like a lot? Hyper Zeton. Hyper Zeton. Yeah. That that was Zeton cool. Death Sight. Whatever. Know, if they do freaking uh, Saga, they have to release a Hyper Zeton to go with it. But yeah, no, they should do they should do some figure arts of hosts. Cause that'd be that'd be neat. It'd be more money. Worth it though. Yeah. I mean I'm betting Dan Moroboshi fucking sold like hotcakes, so So yeah, uh if you're in Japan and Cool All Might form. Go to arcade. It looks like All Might. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Apparently he did get taller by like four inches. Jeez. What does you uh and um this so the update in the game will start on June 25th. Alright. Good boy, Zero. Um, so Premium Bandai announces acrylic logo display for Ult- EX Ultraman. Yeah, so... So the, these acrylic logo stand things have been, like, apparently doing really well, and now Ultraman has also gotten one for himself. So, yeah. way to go. Yeah, good for him. So that'd be nice to pose with your Ultraman figure art. If, to quote fucking uh, Timmy's dad, if all if I had one, if I had one, yeah, you you want to get like the fiftieth anniversary set, like the one that comes with like the buildings and stuff. Yeah, which it's not that hard to find. No. I, I, I've just been lazy. Yeah, that you, I don't. You got I got you Zafi for Christmas, so you're just like I have my boy. I, I got my boy for now. I also have I have both my boys. I got Jeed and well, actually, all three of my boys, Jeed Belial and Loto. So uh, the acrylic logo will be going for one thousand three hundred and twenty yen yeah. and scheduled to come out in July of twenty twenty. Yeah, so these will be like thirty bucks. So that's that's good, honestly. I'm waiting for the eventual Rider Drive acrylic logo because I'm buying that. Yeah, uh, they will probably talk about it on tonight's episode of Extra Extra, but um, they did release a Super Sentai one. Yeah, like with the B. But it's just the franchise logo, because. What are you going to display with, like, a random logo of Abu Ranger? Because there's no figure arts of Sentai suits. You can make the legacy figures. Do the Super Mini Plus. There you go. I think I, I just think the Sentai logo would go good with, like, uh, like Akira, Akira Ranger. Yeah, yeah, it had a picture of Akira Ranger, like, with his hand out and just, like, Super Sentai. Oh boy, fucking tote bags! You see, I I don't care for these, but Gar Gar loves tote bags. Well, I like tote bags because I like because I care for the earth. Yes. Save the earth, everyone. So apparently, these are based off 
The color timers of Ultraman? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. It's the color timers and the ultra signs of each Ultra Warrior. That's incredible. From Ultraman all the way down to Z. That's great. Wow, there's so many different ones. I know. Even Nice has one. <laughs> so is Ultra 7 just like the one on his head? Huh? Is the one on Ultra 7 just his head? Head jewel because he doesn't have one? I guess it has to it be. It has to be because he, he doesn't have a color timer. The designer hated it. Except for you, Ultra 7. You don't get to be here. Aww. No. I think, There's Gene. I think the first one's Ultra 7. Then it's like Ultraman, Mother, Zafi. Oh, no. No, that's Father, Mother, Zafi, Ultraman, 7. Wait, then who's that? I don't know. Probably Superior, I guess? Or King? Yeah, yeah, it's King. Oh. That's Ultra 7 there. It's just his chest guard. <laughs> It's the jewel in his head. Oh my goodness. Well, anyways, this this is cute. And it comes in blue or red because you can have it go. <laughs> oh my god, we need to do that when like a color timer goes off and just badger. Oh, the, oh, they're small. Oh, oh they're there's oh, there's like big. Oh shit. There's big ones like actual tote bags, and then there's like a carry bag, like a carrier purse type of bag. Put your chihuahua in there. Yeah, mini tote bag. There you go. Oh my god, look at the big ones though. I know. That's fucking huge. I would go shopping at a convention with that. There you go. Yeah, it'd be a convention shopping bag. Uh, That's what I need to fucking do when I go to a convention. It's gonna have like a convention shopping bag. Just put all my shit I buy in there. I know, right? Uh, uh so the. The big uh, tote bag uh, will be going for three thousand thirty yen, and the mini tote bag will be bleh, will be going for two thousand seven hundred and fifty yen. So yeah, it's like a fifty sixty dollar like tote bag, but mm-hmm. in it's, it's a pr- it's that's pr- a big ass tote bag though. Like, look at that. That's a pretty average sized tote bag. Yeah, it looks bigger than it normally would. Oh, okay, so it's not that it comes in black and blue; it's reversible. Mm. So on one side it's black, and on the other side it's red. Okay, that makes sense. Cool. Groovy. Moving on. And the biggest news story that we have for this episode. We asked for it. We wanted it. We got it. So Mill Creek announced their next line, their their next set in the Ultraman series in which it is Ultraman Ginga and Ginga S. About fucking time. Yeah, the most expensive set at this moment. I feel like that's why they waited until Ginga, like, had to do Ginga last. Because, like, it has the most content in it, like, a set. I contacted the, like, I contacted one of the members that runs uh, Ultraman Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like, a curiosity about, like, if they knew any information about the sets. Because, uh, so the Ultraman Ginga set comes with both... All of Ultraman Ginga, mm-hmm. Ginga S, mm-hmm. Ginga S the movie, and Ultra Fight Victory. Yeah, yeah that's why I like Victory Night in the little corner there. Yeah, $50. This is the most exp- probably the most expensive set for the new generation. Yeah, but you get like almost everything Ginga, so. Almost. And this is where I was leading. So I contacted them asking about whether or not if the first two Ginga movies would get a release somehow in the West, including the uh, the special from Ultraman Rex and Friends Left Behind. And apparently, due to the invasion, 
the release schedules have been kind of wonky. Mm. So they will see a release in the future. Just not at the moment. Yeah, so it'll probably be like one of those things that you just find at Walmart or something. Yeah, like, oh, the extra Ginga stuff. Yeah, it's pro- it'll probably be like an Ultraman Retsuden like special set or something. Yeah. Where it's like the two Ginga movies and like probably some specials. Still, there he is. Got good old victory in Ginga. I love the packaging. It, I gotta say, who's ever been working designing these like covers for the for the pack for the series sets? Like they're they're good. Because yeah, you got Ginga, Victory, uh, um, Dark Lugiel in the background. But I mostly love like just the shot of the earth behind them. And also just I like the I like the English versions of the logos. Oh yeah, I especially love that we have two different versions of the logo. Mm-hmm. Even it's like, oh it's just the S. I'm like, yeah, but you know, sometimes that's it's the Super Raya logo too, if you think of it, if you look at it in a way. Super Mario Logos a lightning bolt. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So well, I think it's supposed to be a hat. It's supposed to be a hat? I think it's supposed to be a hat. I don't know. Or maybe like... it's supposed to be, like, his signature? Maybe. I always thought it was a lightning bolt. Tell us in the comments what you think the Super Mario Productions logo is to you. Yeah. To me, it's a hat. It's a lightning bolt. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. I won't be getting this just because, like, I fucking was mad, but I know Gar's going to be basically collecting every single fucking set that comes out. So. What? No. Yeah, you want you would love to have a full Ultraman media collection. Yes. Yeah, I knew it. Because, like, two, three years ago, we never would have fucking thought this would happen. No. Um, so the street date for the set is uh, September 15th, 2020. Hell yeah. And the best part, but, and so, uh, in additional thing, there will be a two-pack uh, exclusive to Walmart of Ultraman Ginga S the movie and Ultraman X the movie uh, featuring their English dubs. Oh, uh, there you go. Because that's the that's the, the two for it, the double feature you saw. Yeah, that was the double feature that I saw. I, there'll probably not be the the little video at the beginning of Godzilla ripping out uh, Hedorah's heart, like, heart or eye. Because, like, that played uh, before the movie started. It's like, no one's allowed to record any footage of this. You have been warned. That'd be funny if they did include that. That, it would be funny. Uh, which I, I heard this set was gonna be coming out quick. Yeah, this set, this set's coming out June 18th. So, this comes out, like, two months before the actual Ginga set. Yeah, so Gar and I might just go to Walmart one day and we'll see this on the shelf. Probably. We'll be like, hell yeah. It, 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 I can't stand the dubs. They're so bad. The Ginga S dub isn't that bad. The X dub is actually worse. You're one of us? Like, like the Ginga S dub, I cannot. I cannot. But the Ginga S dub, I can watch more. Or, sorry, Ultraman Jinga. Okay, moving on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> That's it for news. So let's get on to the episode. All right. So Ultra Seven Episode Two: The Green Terror. AKA, this is what Green Mons should have been. Yeah, this was actually way more interesting than what they did with Green Mons and Ultraman. So. 
Um, so, like, the whole synopsis of this episode is pretty much this fucking meteor rock thing shot down from space and landed in this, uh, uh, TDF, like, employee's house. Like, front lawn. Front lawn. So, like, the, the wife, uh... Mitsuko. Mitsuko. Uh, cause, like, the, the employee, the TDF, I think he's, like, a scientist, uh, Ishiguro. Yeah. Uh, so the wife, whatever, she, uh, she goes outside because she's about to go out, or whatever. Yeah, go pick him up, because, uh, he just spent the last several months up in space. Yeah, he was on the, the International Space Station. Yeah, the Space Station V3. Right! Um, and so she sees the rock, and she's like, oh, what the hell? And, like, calls the maid over, and it's like, what the fuck is this? And she's like, I oh, I, don't, I didn't put that there. And it's like, okay, well, call the police and... Get them, get this out of here. And she's like, "Okay." Why the police? Uh, well, because like when there's a problem, the first thing you do is call the police. Okay. So that <laughs> eh, makes sense. Um, yeah. So the maid calls the police, and like they off screen, they come by, and they can't take it because it's too heavy. So um, the ultra guard, uh, yeah, c- c- meets up with Ishiguro. They congratulate him for his journey back. How was space? It sucked. Um, you can you can actually kind of point out Dan Moromoshi because he's like the tallest of them, which I, I think that's like they did that on purpose. They got a tall guy so he stands out more. Maybe because him, Agami, and their captain Kiriyama all kind of look alike. Mm-hmm. Wait a There's like oh, it's only episode two. I'm not gonna remember a lot of their names yet. I mean, here we got Dan Moromoshi, we got Arashi. <laughs> For <laughs> Furuhashi, which kind of just sounds like a Rashi. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyways, um, Dwight's uh, Mitsuko's car broke down, so Dan gives them a ride back in the pointer. In the pointer, it's it, such a cool car. <laughs> in which uh, he notices the giant rock in the in the front lawn, and he realizes it's not just a stupid boulder; it's a metal. <laughs> so he uses his ultra vision. That's what I'm calling it. Ultra vision. Because it. remember, this is actually Ultra Seven, like in like a human form. It's not him taking over a person's body. Uh, I wrote X-ray vision in the notes, and just there's just a note because every hero had them back in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, he can't see through a rock because like I don't know, it's made of lead or some shit. It, like Superman, fucking can't look through lead. It's made of. Tilsonite eight oh eight, so metal pro, uh, pro, uh, produced on planet Whale. That's how I'm spelling that. Whale, whale. I don't know. Whale, <laughs> whale. Um. So Ishiguro decides to like lock himself in his room to like you know study and do shit, and for some reason his like. Uh, he starts. He ha- he opens up a drawer and there's. Well, well no, 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 he got a package in the mail. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He got a package in the mail, and it was a smaller version of said rock that we saw on the front line. So he's like, huh? and then it turns into a plant monster. It turns into a plant monster. How, how do rock beings? How do how do metals from space turn you into plant creatures? That's the mystery of space, Garvey. That we'll never know. Okay. Space is a mystery. It's like how Dragon Air turns into Dragon Knight. You just don't question it. It happens. Well, apparently Dragon Knight was supposed to turn to Gyarados or something. And Magikarp was supposed to turn to Dragon Knight. I can see that. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, so he starts going rampaging, and he like runs into like a drunk guy, and like uh, so apparently like he uh, this this monster has the ability to just like infect other people, and then they turn into green like plant monsters, and like it like I think it like copies them. So so according to the narrator, the alien feeds on blood. Mm. So it gets into their bloodstream and it turns them into the plant creature. Yeah. So it was just yeah. This, yeah. So and so what happens is like, uh, the wife goes up to like bring him tea. Don't know why they did that when they have clearly have a maid to do that for him. Well, you know, it's just like. Uh, it's uh, so she's just knocking on the door and like Ishi girl finally like goes back or whatever like that into the office after like attacking some people and that was, that was several days later yeah that was like days later in the span of three days ten people got infected yeah and so like he go he reverts back to human form and he opens up he's like oh sorry I dozed off and she's like why did you keep the door locked listen I was just up in space you know it, it just <laughs> shut up bitch <laughs> Talk when I tell you to. It's pretty much his response. Well, not that, but no. just his response is like, I was up in space. I always had to lock everything behind me. Yeah, force a habit. And I was like, that's funny. It's um, like how me and my friend went to my room once. I locked the door. Like, he t- like they turned around and be like, why did you lock the door? I'm like, sorry, force a habit. <laughs> um, I used to have locks on my doors, too. Yeah. Not anymore. No, I'm kidding. No. Um... So, like, Dan Dan and the Ultra Guard are, like, trying to figure out, like, what the fuck's going on. Because, like, Ishiguro's acting really strange. And, like, the, the wife sees, like, the plant monster, like, outside their house. And it's like, oh. ah, my god, it's a monster. Like, how should oh. help? And oh so he god, looks over and he's trying not to be, like, suspicious about that he's the monster. So he's like, he's like, we can't let this get out. Because if, if the world finds out that a TDF employee's, like, house got, uh, you know, taken over or something like that. We'd be a laughing stock. We'd be a joke. So he doesn't want to like kind of Get escalate it. Hey, call the like, police. No, no, no. Don't call the library. Yeah. So I, I think that's stupid because it's like, don't put your pride over the lives of your loved ones. But like, I get he was trying to just cover his tracks. Well, that and I'm also like, you know, you also have to think of it that way of like, if he looks bad for the company, then he kind of puts everyone else that works there down with him yeah and then like uh the drunk they picked up uh he started to turn into like a plant monster but then he died so that was sad did he no he got paralyzed he died and then transformed into the monster and then they paralyzed him oh yeah yeah because like Anne's like dad paralyze <laughs> paralyzer and like he clearly could have just used it himself but he tosses it to Anne anyways and then it's like <laughs> So that, so that was interesting. So uh, she, uh, Shizu, the maid, calls for Dan Horiboshi to come over because she heard a ticking noise. <laughs> um, and so while Dan goes out to investigate, like in the house, uh, the other members are like investigating the rock because I thought the... I, I thought it was too heavy. <laughs> so that well, they probably had the equipment to like bring it in. The cops are just just late, just late at night. Dan Moroboshi freaking puts on the ultra eye, turns an ultra seven, grabs it, takes it to the base, reverts back. I don't know. I feel like he could just grab it 
Like, I feel like he still has the strength of Ultraman, even Ultra 7, even when he's in human form. Oh, so he's like Superman, he just has to be very careful. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's just a disguise. Because, like, Dan comes in, he's like, I brought the rock. I'm like, how were you able to bring the rock? See him dry. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, so yeah, well, so, well, they were researching on the real rock, like, he goes and he finds in, like, Ishiguro's office drawer, like, uh, desk drawer, like, the, 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 the smaller one, and so he's like, hang on a minute, uh, uh, and starts smashing it, and at the same time, the other, the bigger rock is also being smashed, because I guess they're, like, symbiotic or something, and they're connected. I'll, I'll smash it with a hammer. And who's in the giant rock, but the real Ishiguro. What? And so Ishiguro is just like, all right, sweetie, we're going go on a train ride. So we go we're, we're, we're going to our holiday home in Hakano. Yeah, we're going to go on vacation. Yeah. Um, cause even, they, even though I'm only on Earth for a week and then going back up into space. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, you did a long time with your loved ones. I get it. Um, so they're on the train and then he just starts changing. Guess it's feeding time. Yeah, and the wife's like, ah! It's so like... Everyone's like running, and I wanted to make like the joke, like, Where are you running to? It's a train, but like the train just stops, the and everyone gets out. Yeah, it's not like they're on a boat, they can swim. And then he just he grows bigger. So we got the, what's the name of him? Uh, let's see, let's go up because I, I forgot to mention. So, the kaiju of this episode is the alien while, yeah, and the or, X organism, yeah, he is the organism X, yeah. Um, it's he's a cool. He's cool looking. He's he's very much a plant monster. A plant monster that has reflective, like material on it, like underneath him. Yeah. So I'm guessing he is a rock, but he also has like plant stuff growing he's on him. Plant rock. He's a plant ro- rock. Plant. A grass rock type. Is that in Pokemon yet? I don't know. I don't think so. I have to ask Raven. I mean, Obama Snow's ice grass. That's pretty cool. Mm. Pretty um, yeah, so then Dan's like, alright, I got... We get the proper transformation sequence. Yeah. Because he's in his uniform now. And then Ultra... Like, he uh, transforms back into Ultra 7. And he freaking yeets the freaking kaiju Fuck over it. the map. Because, like, they go through a tunnel and, like, the train stops inside the tunnel. Mm-hmm. So, like, Ultra 7 shows up on the other, on the other side of the tunnel with the... With the with the monster, and he just yeets him over. Just yeet. Yep. And uh, he defeats him pretty fucking fast, actually. Because, like, it, this was, like, at the very end of the fucking episode. Oh, yeah, there was only, like, five minutes left in the episode. Or, like, even, like, three. <laughs> um, so he just, he uses the ice slugger, and this is where I'm going to start keeping track of how many times uh, Ultra 7 cuts up a kaiju in half. So it has to be down the middle with his eye slugger. This is the first time, because the first monster he fought in the first episode was in, cool. in half, like, horizontally. It's gotta be vertically down the middle. Okay. Yeah, so I feel like, I feel like since the the eye slugger is his main weapon of choice, that's what we're gonna be seeing the most of him using. It's like, you know, he's big on his rays and stuff too, probably like any other Ultraman, but like, I feel like the eye slugger is like his, his selling point. Well, yeah, because he, like, he chopped it in half and then he, like blew up the two pieces with his Evelion ray, which which the, the explosion was cool. Yeah. Uh, like, like if Super I can do one good thing really really well, it's really good practical explosions. So, so uh, Ling, yes, b- big question. Uh huh. 
How do you know his name is Ultra 7? I don't know. Everyone just started calling him that. I thought it was bullshit. Yeah, it's weird because Anne, like, looks up. It's like, Ultra 7! Like, the like the other Ultra Guard scene. It's like, look, it's Ultra 7. It's like, we never established that he had a name. I feel like, I feel like it's another one of those things where they film this episode, like, later. Oh, like, production? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It had to have been. Like, so uh, now we're going to get another episode well, later where they're like, oh, what should we call it? Well, you know what? We'll look up on the Japanese Wikipedia page right now. Oh, my God. Go to the broadcast list. This was the second episode to go into production. Wow. And episode three was the first episode in production. <laughs> episode one was the fifth episode in production. What the fuck? So I guess by the time they got to the fifth day, like the whenever the fifth production episode was we blew all the budget on that first few episodes ah fuck that so the secret of the lake will probably have the explanation as to why they call him Ultra 7 hopefully well, no it's just that was when they like it, production orders basically just this is when they started filming mm. so it's like this was like day one or week one of shooting can't wait to get to episode 17 the underground go 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 <laughs> Underground Cold oh look it was written by uh shozo uhara there you go you know the guy that wrote go ranger hey jackos balfi hey yeah and gavon <gasps> holy shit he also, wrote he also wrote episode 11 yeah or episode 9 there you go wow i can't believe you wrote episodes of episode 7 cool but but so my best guess is there's six members of the ultra guard they consider him a member Hence, Ultra, Ultra 7. 7. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is Ultra 7 the 7th Ultraman? Ultraman 7. It's Ultra 7. Yeah. We in Season 4 of Ultra Ranger, we're going to be incorporating a lot more slapping. My hands are going to be red by the time the season's done. Right. Red like Ultra 7. <gasps> um, but yeah. So... Yeah, cool episode. It had, had some had some like horror and drama to it, which I which I liked because mm-hmm. I like to involve like you know like I like to involve someone within the organization instead of it just being like a random married couple. It's like no, it's like a it's a guy who's contributed to to society and like you know he's he's known among the organization. So that that was really cool. Apparently, he was one of the scientists in the episode. Uh, in episode 8 of Ultraman. Okay. Like, the episode where it was, like, Red King and, like, all the other kaiju. Like, the mon- the lawless monster zone. Oh, yeah. First and, episode of Pigmon. And I like that when they actually bring the real Ishiguro over to the wife. Like, the wife's like... <gasps> and it's like, no, 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 it's the real one. It's the real one, don't worry. He's like, I can't wait to breathe some ozone here. I'm like, I have a feeling you died of radiation poisoning. And then, like, he's, like, walking away with the wife. He just turns. Ah! Ah! Just, like, the end of Thriller. Just, they had no, like, the aliens didn't really have any plans. It was just, hey, let's just go fuck up Earth, because fuck them. Yeah, they were saying, like, if if this escalated within months, the entire world would be, like, turned to plant people. So. And there's something wrong with being plant people. Yeah. Except we all look alike, so. You've never seen freaking Don't Go in the Basement, Goosebumps. Don't you, Go in the Basement. Oh, freaking, there was the episode of Fairly Odd Parents where Timmy wished everyone was the same. Oh. So everyone was just a gray blob. And oh, yeah. 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 Oh, God. Jesus. Yeah, that episode was cool. 
Oh, no, freaking what's his name was in it. Mark? No, um, no. I love Mark. Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, that's one of my Mark. Mark. Mark was one of my favorite characters, like the alien. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Dude. Yeah. No, love him. Loved it. every time he showed up in Fairly Odd Parents. He was, was the fucking best. That was Rob Paulson. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So good. Good episode. Yeah. Especially for being the third introduction. <laughs> God. Sorry, Se- second introduction. It was the second episode. Fuck, the first episode was really the fifth. <laughs> they do, what the fuck? They do that sometimes. Because it saves money. Okay, we gotta go into the forest to film. Okay, let's take everyone out there. We're doing two episodes out in the forest. Okay, let's go film it out in the woods. Oh, okay, let's film the first episode now. Yeah, oh because we rented, out, we rented out the area. We might as well do... The first episode here now. I guess so. I I've never been involved in like movie or television production, so I have no fucking clue how this works at all. It happens a lot. Yeah, if Cell were here, he'd probably be able to explain because he's working TV. Hey, let's go into Dino. So, Ultraman Dino Episode 3, Awaken Asuka. So, I'm gonna say, three episodes in, and my god, is Asuka just... He's gonna get so much fucking development by the end of this series. He's gonna be a badass motherfucker. Like, to quote, to quote, um... To quote, uh... Freaking Norton, Mr. Norton from uh, Robocop. It'll be one bad motherfucker. So, yes, this episode is basically Asuka realizing maybe you shouldn't be a cocky dick. Cocky cocky dick who just jumps into battle because you you think you can you can handle it. So that's that's the whole episode. And again, major props to my boy and probably my favorite character right now in Dina, Captain Motherfucking Hibiki. This guy is fucking Badass. So cool. You gotta understand, there's justice in that Supercuts uniform. If you don't realize that, then get the hell out! Yeah, no, he, he's just... Because, like, you, like they're all sitting at a table having a meeting and stuff like that, and Asuka just, like, you know, makes a mention to stuff, and then he, he's just, like... Like, he's on patrol in the freaking Guts Eagle. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, there's some mysterious life forms out in the Chubu, like in the Chubu region mountains, like in the Chubu mountains. So it's like it's like an alien with like some life forms that Asuka hears what he's like. All right, I'll take it out. He kills um, two of them, which they're space parasites, cyclometras. Cyclometra, yeah, and they look like the the space slugs from uh, head uh, from Empire Strikes Back. They look. They they remind me of the head or the chest. Busters from Aliens. Yes, it did look like the. And apparently, they're based on them. According to the wiki, I'm not entirely. Alien, alien inspired a lot of shit. So, so like Oscar gets back to base and he's like, "Piece of cake." And Nakajima's like, "You're a fucking idiot." Like what? There were three life forms there. Killed two of them. We asked you to just. Analyze. Scout, analyze, and then report back, and then we'd handle the situation after. Not shoot. So, yeah, and so Asuka's just going through, like, like he just, he, he has this 
all this confidence in him and it's like it's like and he he's just trying to teach him it's like dude you don't need to do everything by yourself and then he says something to like the rest of the group while like he, he was out on patrol which i actually like he basically just explains it's like no let him do this because he's he feel he feels like he's a man who has no limits and he eventually will hit his limit and realize that he has inexperience in something. He'll find a flaw, a weakness in himself. And he needs to discover that. And I just was like watching hearing him say that and I was just like, Yeah! <laughs> Holy shit! Like Hibiki, because you know what? Hibiki was probably just like Asuka when he was his age. He probably knows, so he's like looking. And he's he's trying to be a father figure to him, and I love that. I love that the captain's actually trying to be a mentor and like mentor him and make sure he follows the right path to being like a good member of Super Guts. He does feel like the father figure Asuka never really had growing up because like Asuka does have his dad, but he lost like you know he got lost in the light. Went missing, when, yeah. Yeah, when he was a kid. So like from like say like age eight to like however old Asuka I'd, is I'd now. Say he's like eighteen. Eighteen, nineteen ish. Yeah. Like. You know, for like a solid 10 years, Asuka just kind of didn't have a dad. Yeah, so I feel like, I feel like Dinah is going to be one of these shows where we get like more in depth with this, like with Asuka and more with these characters. They're, they're showing that Asuka has room to grow, unlike Daigo, who was just the everyday man who didn't really have any flaws. Yeah, he already was a member of Guts, while Asuka was, like... The new, like... The new guy. The rookie. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and like this episode started off with, like, having, like, a training montage where, like, they were having training exercises and he was supposed to work with Asuka. Or, I mean, Rio. Rio. Sorry. Yeah, Rio. And, like, Asuka he just... just went ahead and just started blasting. He, he, did, he did everything himself, and she's just, like fucking really like we're supposed to work as a team he's like ah, i got this and so like i I like that this episode was very well paced in like trying to you know convey its message its lesson its moral i also like how some of the targets were uh designs of like tiga tiga monsters one one of them was a keloid yeah it kind of reminded me of uh, men in black Oh, yeah. It's like, why did you shoot the little girl? Which, which is funny because Men in Black came out, like, a year after Dinah. <laughs> or, no. Was the year 97 or 98 it came out? Men in Black? Yeah. Oh, I can easily look it up. I think up, it okay. was 98. Um, Men in Black, what? Men in Black. It came out... 97! 1997. So, Eight. same year same as year. Dinah. Okay. So, yeah, so... So the the la- the surviving uh, psychometra crawls down in like underground underground and slithers into the mouth of another kaiju, a revived monster, Glossena. Glossena, though according to the in- like there was English or okay, at least so, like a translation on the screen. So like Gossina. Yeah, it's like Grossina. Yeah, which I, I I will say I like that in Dino it shows the episode like it tells us the episode number and name but also the name of the kaijus that we're going to get which I think is a really cool addition. I, okay, so I guess we should acknowledge this to our listeners. Yes, we are since Dino currently does not have a official release through Mill Creek 
we are watching Ultraman Dino with fan subs. Mm-hmm. Ultra 7, we're watching through Mill Creek, uh, through Movie Spree digitally. Mm-hmm. And then Ultraman Great is, uh, is a non-official release of the Blu-ray. Yeah, because, like, that, we have no choice, unfortunately. Yeah. But, like, we try to watch everything official when we have it. Like available to uh, us, like the original Ultraman when that came out on Blu-ray over here, we moved from our fan subs to the official Blu-rays. The official Blu-rays, exactly. And then hopefully, Subaraya has a fucking heart and you know keeps Ultraman Z uploaded as English subs on YouTube, so we can watch it. Uh, apparently, it'll be up for like two weeks, and then that's fine as long as we can watch it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so this cycle, and according to the super gut, super guts, apparently uh, Gosena was a monster that uh, guts fought and defeated like ten years ago. Well, they fought, but not defeated. It, no, it, yeah, it, they it fought hit, it. Like it they, they caused it to go back underground and just be dormant. Yeah. Uh, it did not show up in Tiga though. It did not show up in Tiga, but it makes sense. Like guts was made to like fend off, you know. Monster kaijus. Yeah, cause so we, they probably fought kaijus. Because we saw in the first episode of Tiga, like when uh, Gozula showed up, they didn't really attack it. They kind of just blasted it back underground. Mm-hmm. Like, no, back, back. Yeah, because Tiga just made fighting kaijus easier for them. Because yeah. like the ones they were fighting later in the show were just like really fucking tough, and Tiga needed to be the one to defeat them. Um. Yeah. So then Asuka goes off again. With. To fucking take on this thing himself when, like, they clearly gave him orders not to do that. And he well, no, Hibiki him. went with him. Yeah, Hibiki went with him this time, but in result of Asuka's fucking... Arrogance. Arrogance, uh, he got Hibiki injured. Yeah, because... Which I fucking hated him for that. Because, um, like, they go over, like, they use the x-ray to go over to Kaiju, uh, Glossina, and apparently, if they do hit this, like, the Cyclometra, it carries a sack of acid in itself. So if it goes off, it explodes. Yeah, and spreads, like, the eggs everywhere. Yeah. And, and then they just go from, like, they discover, like, oh, this isn't, like, the first planet it's landed on. It's gone on to other planets and, like, this is how spread its seed. <laughs> so Asuka, like, separates, like, his part of the uh, Guts Eagle, lands, tur- like, tries to turn the Dyna, but his, like, his transformation device isn't working. Which, there's several reasons, several theories and reasons why. One might have been because Hibiki was, like, he can't be seen when he's transforming, so, like, Hibiki was flying into the shot while he was trying to do it. Or it was just a thing of, like, Asuka, uh, he, he just can't because, you know. His mind's not in the right place. Exactly. Like, it, he, he's being selfish about it. It's like how Isami couldn't transform in that one episode of Rube because his mindset wasn't in the right place. Thinking, oh my goodness, I just I almost got one of my close family friends hurt last time. Mm-hmm. I can't do this. Yeah, so it, it, I guess I guess transforming into Ultraman, like if it's a human transforming into an Ultraman, like you have to have a right mindset mm-hmm. to do it. It's like it's like uh, it's like the it's like the Lantern Corps. It's like if you want to be a Green Lantern, like you have to show strong willpower, and mm-hmm. you have to be in that mindset to to use that a uh, power. 
So I like that. That's that's an interesting way of think seeing it. That like to be an Ultraman, you have to have a certain mindset. It's like uh, another example: Drive. Like you know, Wild, you have to be heated up. Uh, Technic, you have to be like cool minded to to use it. So I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, he he wonders why it doesn't work, and he goes back to base, and uh, he he almost got killed. Yeah. So he's he's kind of injured, but um, totally like told him off. Yeah. Which I gotta say. That man's got nice hair. Oh, Koda? Yeah. Well, he's got he's got a slick haircut. And then freaking Not Hori was like, oh, this is giving me Nakajima. Yeah, and I'm just like, shut up, Not Hori. Call <laughs> him Not Hori. Well, actually, guys, so, um, I don't know what. If he wa- if this was dub, which would have been funny if Tiga went straight to Dinah dub. And it's just like, just, I could see Nakajima having like a noisily like, voice. Or he's like a super nerd. Koda, Koda would just make fucking hair jokes all the time. He's like, I'd go. I, I, Koda, I, why don't you ever wear a helmet? Because he's got nice hair. I, I would go and take care of it, but I just styled my hair. Just styled my hair up. Yeah, it would just be like an off comment, like because like he probably yeah. didn't does it, like do the hair movement. Yeah, like fucking poorly. Hibiki would be like mm, Koda's brother or something. Yeah, so Hibiki's lying in bed and just like Asuka's just. Like, it, it's funny, like, Asuka goes off again to, like, because uh, he, ha- he has an idea of how to, like, kind of defeat, uh, defeat Glossina. But, like, he looks at Hibiki's super gutsy uniform that's, like, hanging up on, on in his room. And so for a second I was like, is Asuka gonna, like, don Hibiki's outfit? That would've been fucking, I'm gonna Hibiki! <laughs> and, um, we also have, like, a scene where Asuka, he's, like, tossing a ball outside, like, playing catch, and I'm like, like, who is he playing catch with? Like, his dad? Immediately cuts to his dad, like, catching the ball, and I'm like, wait! Wait! What? <laughs> and then it cuts to, like, he was bouncing it, like, off a wall back to himself, and I was like, okay! Fuck! We got some Ryan Steele PTSD over here. Yeah, or, like, you know, it's Star-Lord and fucking, like, oh, man, like, I never got to play catch with my dad. Why is it always the father figure? Because it's it's a big thing. Like some a lot of, a lot of people grow up without their dads, and they like you know da- their dad look to their father for like a role model and stuff. Because like you know like mothers can be like that too, but like usually like males have like a more tight bond with their dads. It's so, like that. Like me and my dad. Like my dad. My dad grew. Uh, he raised me and taught me right from wrong, and I thank him for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so Asuka's just like, I'll, I'll go out, like, you know, you guys distract him, I'll, I'll swoop in and try to, like, defeat him, and it's like, okay. Well, no, it's the other way around. Oh. You guys stop him, I'll use myself as bait. Yeah. All right, all right. Um, and then, yeah, he transforms into Dinah, finally, which, still got that CGI transformation, I'm not a fan of. Uh, they'll probably change it eventually. Oh, it's, a, it's oh, episode three, they, they kind of want to milk it. They want to make it showy. Yeah. Because they're, they, you know, they're trying CGI, for like the first real time, I'd say so. Uh, but yeah, like I, I don't like it. Hibiki almost got killed again. Like Hibiki wakes up, hops in the other freaking guts eagle. What a fucking badass man! What a trooper! It's like I can see you're learning, learning Asuka. Good, Good boy. It just almost gets killed again. Luckily, Asuka like clicked into his jet. Yeah, and, and then he turned to Dinah, yep. puts the ship down. And he fights the monster, but for some reason, it does this weird fade-in effect. Oh, yeah, that was bothering you the whole time you were watching Like, it's... It, I'm like, did we go with, like, 
several different shots and just try to fade it in together? It's supposed, like, to, like, re- it's supposed to like resemble like a time lapse has gone by in this fight? Was there supposed to be some other effect and that was a placeholder? But like it shouldn't have gone by that fast because like it, sh- it shouldn't be a time lapse because like the narrator clearly states Ultraman Dino is only to able to keep uh, stay in his form for three minutes. And then the confusing thing was, and it might just be the subbing, but like it said like once Dinah's color t- energy runs out, he is no longer Ultraman Dinah. And I'm like, does that mean Ultraman Dinah's gone forever, or is that just it's a Tika thing where he just loses his energy and he just dehenshines and probably that. It. Okay. So. It'll probably happen again. Oh yeah, we'll have an episode where like Dino will get his ass kicked and just Dino turns to stone. Shit. Still, Jeeves is the most harsh. Oh, when I run out of energy, I can't transform for twelve hours. And remember that episode where you had to fucking sit for twelve hours watching fucking the city getting shit kicked with only one ultra capsule of him. Yeah, and Zero was just fighting for as long as he fucking could. Yeah. Go watch Jeed, it's good. Watch Jeed. Jeed, Jeed out now on Mill Creek. Officially out on Mill Creek. Yeah. Give us sponsors at Mill Creek. We'll, we'll, we'll milk, we'll milk your fucking sponsorship. Hey. Hey. But yeah, uh, Ultra Dino beat, uh, beats the Glossina and, uh, and the Cyclo, the, the Cyclometras and flies off and the episode ends with Asuka and Hibiki playing catch together. Oh, which I thought was awesome. So that was cute. So this was a really good episode because it focused a lot on it focused on our main character and his flaws and like it taught morals and lessons and showed like Hibiki was like trying to like let him find his flaws for himself and being there as kind of like a mentor and father figure and I loved that and that's why so far Hibiki is my favorite character in the show because he's just so fucking cool. So I I'm I'm enjoying Dino and I can't wait to keep watching. So, mm-hmm. anyways, let's move on to Ultraman towards the future. Ultraman, great. So episode two, the Hibernator. <laughs> Rangers, the Hibernator is on planet Liquitor. You and the. You and the Aquatar Power Rangers must team up to take him down. So, I gotta say, Great's one of these shows where it's like, you have to see it to understand what's going on. Because it's just, there's so much, so much shit they throw at you. Like, so much exposition, so much dialogue, so much camera work, and like, scenes and stuff. And just like, it's so much to take in. It's weird. It just screams late 90s. My, or, or, well, early, early 90s. Yeah, early 90s, My I meant. God! But Gar and I can agree on one thing in this show, and that Captain Arthur Grant is probably the MVP of this show. Yeah. God, he's cool! So He doesn't take anyone's bullshit! <laughs> oh, the military's coming in. You can't do that! You guys don't even know what you're doing! Well, we got to make them do something. Well, do something else! Damn it! Well, evacuate then. Yeah, just like a no vac. Yeah, and just like so. The the we get the kaiju of this episode is the ancient monster Gigasaurus. Gigasaurus. So it's it's apparently just like a basic dinosaur that was like hibernating for like millions of years, and they uncovered it, or some fucking company so, un- uncovered okay, it. Okay, so it was a sl- 
it was deceased for between or it lived around 35 to 50 million years ago mm-hmm. but thanks or but because of the goodest life force surrounding the planet it's brought it it brought the creature back to life yeah so like the goodest cells are inside the creature and they like he's still dormant but it hasn't affected anything yet and it's weird because the footage they show is like of like Antarctica or something? Yeah. I'm, I'm guessing since they're in Australia, it's like Antarctica. Yeah. Or like the South Pole or something. Okay. Well, not a lot of things live in the South Pole. Oh, yeah. True. So, so yeah, it's probably Antarctica. Yeah. Because like, they, they were talking about, oh, the polar ice caps are melting in the north. And because like... our planet's polluted. Because the narrator also likes to bring that up. Oh, yeah. We, we still go ham. They're still going ham on the fucking narration. Oh. And you know what? I understand why. Because... I noticed watching this episode that they were talking so much techno babble and like, you know, you need the narrator to just kind of dumb it down for you. So you're like, oh, that's what's going on. It's the whole Mighty Morphin season one thing. Billy, what do you think of this? Da, 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 da. What? Trini. He means this. Yeah, Trini, Trini always spoke Billy. Those two should have been a thing. They should have. Um, so, freaking Charlie being... The funny one of the group. He he makes like a, a nice joke, which was pretty funny. Oh, oh yeah, it's one that meets the ice. It's one that meets the icicle. When, like I caught it, the guard didn't catch it. I, I was like, oh, transformer shark. And I watched it again. I'm like, oh, you said icicles. Yeah. So like they 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 come in to like investigate Gigasaurus, and but like the company is not letting them really. Like the government. The government. The government officials were like, oh no, it's just our problem. We'll take care of it. And Arthur's like, okay, but it's like, and like they think he's like Charlie said dead, but he was saying dormant, and they actually bring that up later in the episode where Arthur's like, no, dormant and dead is two entirely different things. Um. But we saw that we do see the Gigasaurus does get like, like, uh, oh, what's the word? Like, tampered with. Yeah. Because there's some mysterious guy. We don't know who he is. Apparently, he's a Goodest spy. Yeah. According to the narrator, which apparently our antagonist of X or not X of Z is going to be the exact same thing. Okay. He's a Goodest spy. Ooh. Which, uh. There is a funny joke with the government official. He's like, "Who are you guys?" And it's like, "Oh, we're the like whatever the acronym means." And he's like, "Uma, <laughs> Uma." Yeah, yeah, they all like laugh and stuff, and Arthur's just like, "Fuck you, fuck you." He, he reminds me of freaking Anthony Hopkins from Silence of the Lambs. A bit. Fucking uh, what? Oh, fuck, what's his name? Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just like the facial. He's got that voice kind of for him. Also that voice. Speaking of voices, Jack Shindo shows up. Just, like, like, you know he's purposely there to, like, introduce himself because he knows they're there. Because he's, like, he's constantly watching these guys. (laughs) So he was, like, he's been waiting for, like, the right perfect moment to just, like, be like, Hey guys, I'm back! So, like, like, so Gene notices him just sitting there. And, like, the way he turns, it's just, like, he's, like, Oh, fancy meeting you guys here. Like, like, like he planned it. He, he, he obviously <laughs> planned this. He was waiting for the right damn moment yeah, and so, to turn like, around. So, like, the way he fucking says it to them, he, it's just like, he's like, well, that's an interesting way of saying welcome back. And it's like... And Arthur's like, how, like, 
how are we supposed to expect someone that we weren't expecting to come back? Yeah, so, like, they're trying to ask him, like, how the fuck he escaped Mars, and he's just like, what would you co- like to know? <laughs> I was in a coma. I don't remember anything else. Yeah, it's because mm-hmm. he, can't, he, can't, he can't reveal he's Ultraman great and stuff like that. But so, But back to the whole voices thing. Is it me... Or does Jack Shindo kind of have the same mannerisms as Matthew Broderick? A little bit. Like, all, I'm just, I can see Matthew Broderick in this role. Because this was like, this was probably filmed in 1990. Because like, the trademarks for 1990, when it came out in 1992. So I'm guessing this was filmed and then two years later, it finally got some sort of like light of day. Yeah, so, like, they go back to the base, and, like, they're they're examining Jack because, you know, they want to know... One you were on the... Mars and supposed to be dead. Yep. How are you here? Yeah, give me an examination. So we got him with his shirt on, and like, ooh. ooh. Um, and, and so, like, Technobell, like, they're talking, like, so, like, Charlie's trying to, thinks he knows, like, what's going on, and so Jack explains, like, oh, it's the Goodest, like... It, it, it recognizes, like, the evil in, like, kaijus, but some of the kaijus can, like, monsters can, like, resist it and not transform. But, like, it's going to take advantage of Gigasaurus because it's it's hibernating, so it, it's defenseless, and it can just slip in. So why then, why doesn't it just take over humans? Why take, o- why take over the prey when you can take over the predator and do the same job? Yeah. Um, and, like, that's... And that's what I like about the show is that, like, it's not just, like, yeah, it's a random monster of the week, but, like, we have, like, a main villain. Yeah, the Goodus. Yeah. Which, it it feels, like, it it does feel nice, because I thought that's what Dinah was going to go for as well, the synthetic beast. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm like, oh, no, guess we're not doing that. Guess they're just going to be, like, a once in a, once every few episode villains. Yeah. Where, in great, he's, it's definitely just... A kaiju influenced by Goodus energy, which again, like in Ultraman Z coming up, apparently there's a dark force taking over kaijus. Similarities. It's like poetry. It rhymes. So, uh, Arthur, Arthur's not not stupid, and he knows that Jack is like keeping shit from them. He knows more than he's letting on. So he goes over to Gene, and he's just like, "Listen." I know you're, I know you, you're, like, close to Jack, you're friends with him, it's like, we need you to find out more from him, because he knows more than he's like, oh, and she's like, well, like, what am I supposed to do? And he's like, well, you're close to her, close to him, get closer. Sir, are you telling me to bang him? No. I mean, (laughs) get closer personally. Just, I don't know, get, give him a quickie or something, who who knows? (laughs) Um, yeah, so that's... So I kind of, I kind of hope that they stay on that, like the whole like, he, she's trying to get more out of him and stuff, and then she just like goes back to to Grant, just being like, oh. it's it's Thunderbolt Ross, Betty and Bruce. Oh, so and Jack met fucking Shaman quickly. Like, yeah. hi, I'm I'm Shaman. Hi, I'm Jack. She was wearing a bra this episode. Yes, they were wearing. Bra- oh, she was wearing a bra finally. <laughs> We, we, well, I don't know why we're looking at their chests constantly. It's not like the camera crew put the two women in white outfits and then put lights over them so that you could see the bras. It's reminding me of that video where this guy's trying the, the don't look at down and boobs challenge. He's like, he's going on this full 30 second speech like, I'm not going to look. I'm not going to look. Sits down and starts the video. Fuck. 
just looks at the crows immediately. That's freaking... It's the Jack Black episode community. He's like, oh yeah, I've been there the entire time. He has a dream about the... Freaking... Anna, or not Anna. Freaking the two main characters, yeah. two main women in the show. Yeah. And it's like, I could have been dreaming that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so then, like, we cut to Jack, uh, like, Gene and Jack talking more, and Gene's just like, oh, do I show Ultraman and stuff? And it's like, Jack's like, no, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> it's my secret. I, I, I gotta do this. Just like, oh, hey, can you tell me anything? Nope. Great to be back on Earth. Ah, uh, well, bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> yeah, like so. Jack's really like just being an asshole and not telling him anything, and like. Ooh, we do learn one thing. Uh-huh. Jack's not a member of the UMA. No, he's just a random guy that she knows. Well, he's an astronaut. He was sent to scout out Mars with like his partner, and then like flash. We got flashback to his partner fucking dying again. Oh, so. Stan- uh, Stanley. Stanley. Yeah. Right now, I've seen Stanley again. Well, we saw we saw this episode. So then we cut to where probably is the best part of this whole fucking episode. So it cuts to oh. Jack like on his motorcycle, and it's like you know sunset and stuff. He's talking to Ultraman. He's just talking to Ultraman. So this whole conversation, and like, because like we saw in the credits for this show is that Ultraman has like an actor for his voice and a suit actor. Yeah. It's usually what you know you do. Well, we just thought it was the grunts, but no, he's, he's got full dialogue. He's actually talking. So, Jack says like a line where he's like, "Oh," and like clearly, clearly, it's just him talking in a recording booth, sounding like he's on a motorcycle, but yeah. he's not. Like he's not talking. Actually, I feel like a freak around them. Like, oh, like I, I like they think I'm a coward, and I'm like, what gave you that idea? Is it because you don't want to do anything? What's, what's going on? You feel more, feel more like the Goodest than freaking. I feel like I relate more with the Goodest than my own human being. My own kind, and he's just like, he's like, he's like, well, it's like you had no choice. Like I had a choice to fight, you don't. And he's like, well, yeah, like, like it's like, Ultran, like Ultran Great has like you know the most boringness, like. Not boringness, that's not a word. But your most monotone voice ever. Yeah, and like it's an Australian accent too. It's like Ultraman's talking in an Australian accent. I am sorry what happened to you, but it needed to be done. Yeah, like it needed to be done. And then like freaking Jack just is like... Hmm. Yeah, yeah, Great's just like... like, I forgot what Jack says, but like Great just goes like... Hmm. (laughs) Just like... It just shows a close-up of him. Like it's transparent. (laughs) Transparent like... In the sunset, like it's that episode of, it, of fucking Comrade or X when, like, you see like the the, the base blowing up and you just see like oh, see X's father being like, ha, 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 ha. like that's a me of it. Yeah, it's, it's weird because it keeps zooming in on Great as he's talking. So like by the time it gets to the end, it's like up to his shoulders. And it's just, and it's just mm. like, what are you agreeing? What are you doing? Yeah. It, so like again, the show you have to see it for yourself. So like if you're not watching the show along with us while we're talking about, like change that now. Go back, watch the first two episodes we've already talked about, and keep watching. So like, thank God this show's only like twelve episodes long. But it's interesting. So Jack steals one of the one of the Hummers. 
No, they, no, he didn't take. Oh, you meant the jet. Yeah. 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 He takes. Yeah, still, whole, still, that's such a stupid. And so for like the rest of the episode, they're just like it's like Lloyd arguing with Gene, just being like, like what the fuck, Jack? Like you're not authorized to fucking fly that vehicle. And Jack's like, ha, wouldn't you like to think that? <laughs> and then like Arthur's just like, yeah, that's my impression of Jack. Look, he's, being, he's being a fucking douchebag. He's being a fucking shit. And so he goes, and Arthur's like, you're not, you're not authorized to ride that vehicle, Jack. And he's just like, hey, I flew fucking Mar- shuttles to Mars. I can fly this fucking contraption. All right, I'm going off communication, so I'm going to uh, head on in. Bye! <laughs> and then Arthur's like, just he leans back in his chair with his tie down. Just what I needed. A space cowboy. A space cowboy. Yeah, a space cowboy. <laughs> yeah, and so like Lloyd's just like, what the fuck? Like, how is he able to fucking fly that? And Gene's just like, like, Lloyd, the man flew these things before he fucking flew shuttles to Mars. Like... He, he fucking invented the goddamn thing. Yeah, 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 I think that would have been a funny line of Gene's. It's like, just Lloyd, like, who do you think invented this? The this technology? Yeah. So it's just so, like, the, the, I have to say, like, the, the chemistry between these guys are like, they're good. Oh, they're fluid. You stay for the charm of the characters. Yeah. And then, like, I like the choice, Lloyd and, like, or, like, it's, I think it's, like, Charlie and Gene are together. Um,. And so, like, they're flying together, and just, like, Charlie just goes, like, smells like Goodis. Yeah, uh, no, he's with Lloyd. Yeah, he's with Lloyd. He's like, smells like Goodis. I'm like, I'm like, Charlie's amazing. Come on, Charlie, we gotta go. I haven't had breakfast yet. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, like, they're in the camp, and, like, he, like, he has, like, wrapped, like, always sandwiches food and, like, with snack cakes. Yeah, he's always either drinking or fucking eating something. Like, you see him, like, you see him, <laughs> oh, yeah, the best fucking Charlie episode. So, like, freaking, I forgot about this. It's so funny. So Charlie, like, he's, like, sitting, and he has, like, a like a bag of candy or something like that. It's, like, fruit snacks or something. Yeah, and so Arthur, Arthur fucking grabs one, and just, like, Jack, like, walks off or something like that from the scene, uh, and you just see Jack... Oh, no, 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 Jack's saying that the goose, like, he was saying how, like, the goose was, like, oh, it's its main form, and this isn't the end, this is just the beginning. And, just, and Arthur just eats the snack right yeah, in front of him. Yeah, the, sh- like, the shot ends with Arthur just being, like... He... Just eating this, the, the thing he took from Charlie. And I'm just like, you can't write, you can't fucking make this shit up. It's not a justice. Cherry. Oh, so, so funny. Funny thing, there aren't actually, uh, there aren't actually cherry flavors of that candy that they had on set of Justice. Wow. <laughs> so, fucking Jack crashes the Hummer. And, oh, yeah, Gigasaurus is fucking, like, fully awakened by now and stuff uh, like that. Yeah, he's, giant. Yeah, he's giant. Well, I was hoping he was going to be a biped, but he ended up being a quadruped. And, like, he just looks like he's dummy thick. <laughs> yeah, because, like, freaking the suit actor. Because, you know, usually with, you know, quadrupeds, they usually have them on their knees. And, like, the back legs are, like, hanging there. Mm. No, the guy's, like, freaking, probably in, like, a frog formation in there. With his back legs, like, actually, like, up straight. And, like, he's walking towards a power plant because the spy put, like, a tracker there or something. And, like, yeah, yeah, the Hummer crashes, but Ultraman Great shows up. And, like, he starts fighting and all that jazz. And pretty much he beats the monster. Yeah, like, uh... It's like that. Yeah, it, it's so quick. But, like, and then, like, he, he uh, Jack, Jack goes... Yeah, Jack, yeah, and so Jack goes back or whatever like that on the ground meets up with, like, the rest of the team. Oh, my God. And, no, I want to say something stupid about that. So that was definitely probably a miniature set that they had 
of the factory. Because when Jack's walking towards them, it's a fucking blue screen it's effect. It's clearly a blue screen. It's clearly just like a... Like just, they did not have an actual factory. And and so, like, Lloyd's like, Hey man, what the fuck happened to my Hummer? And Jack's just like, oh, minor damage. It's like, I'm like, no! You fucking crashed that thing! I saw an explosion! You destroyed it! You fucking asshole! Lane, you gotta remember, Ultraman pilots can't fly. <sighs> except for Asuka, apparently. Yeah, I, I'm, I regret not keeping a fucking high to crash count. Oh, f- Oh, that would be so good. Like <laughs> <the 20s. laughs> oh my god. Just, and, and like the episode just ends weirdly because like, don't worry, there's some minor damages over there. It's like I thought you weren't playing the same game. Or, or playing like I thought you weren't uh, like a team player. It's like unless we're playing the same game. And like and, and like Lloyd like makes like a mention, it's just like we really want this guy in our team. Yeah, it's like and Arthur wants this guy in our team. And just, oh, so, like, I don't, I don't know what to think about this show right now. Like, we're only two episodes in. We have, like, 11, 10 more episodes to fucking go. I, I just don't know what to think of it. Like, it's good, but it's bad, too. It's in that uncanny valley of... It's, it's in that, that middle. If the pro- I think it's because, like, the characters and story is very interesting, but the production value is pretty sloppy. Yeah. So it's, like... You, you stay for, like, the fucking cheese. Like, yeah, the cheesiness and the campiness of you, it. Yeah, you stay for the cheesy factor. Just due to the Earth's pollution, Ultraman, uh, Ultraman can only stay in his formation for three minutes. Okay, so it's our fault. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Well, yeah, they always said that. Like, in Ultraman, it's like Earth's atmosphere is, like, the reason. Yeah, yeah, but it's because of the pollution itself. It's like, oh, okay, so where the assholes? So, like, after this episode, I'm just... I'm just still like, oh, oh, there was another scene too where like the the military guy, like the bald dude in the suit, oh. like he, he goes up to one of the soldiers, he's like, he's like, what happened? Where where is he? He's like, I, I don't know, sir. It's... Oh no, the machine was breaking. Yeah, the machine was breaking. He's like, well, fix it, stupid. Yeah, fix it, stupid. And so, <laughs> so like, I'm I'm interested to see where the show goes, and like, I will say the intro, the opening for the show is fucking awful it has this weird stupid not early 90s like filter on it and just like oh visually yeah it it looks bad but then like you have the end credits where it shows scenes throughout the rest of the series which is weird and it has an end shot where you see like all the team the uma team just like pointing like guns and i want to know what that shot's gonna be about what i want to know the context we'll, behind that shot we'll learn it eventually yeah um so i I'm so curious to see where this show is going to keep fucking going. I'm, I'm honestly glad we're I'm, finally talking about yeah, these I'm all, shows. I'm all in for great. Because it's just, it's so campy. It's so cheesy. It's, but like, it's something about it's just keeping me, keeping me glued to watching it. Because I want to see where this is going next. Yeah. Because like, we watched, we watched the first episode of Powered and that was also kind of an interesting show. So. Well, like, think of it this way. Great was trying to do the Ultraman formula like in a for for a Western audience, Ultraman Powered is straight up a reboot in America because it has more like it has Red King, Data, Bolton, Zeton. Great has its like own original kaiju's. Yeah. So it's like very similar production wise, but different different in their storytelling idea. Yeah. But yeah, so you, I honestly I think we have three good winners of 
freaking shows right now because like you got Ultra Seven that's like you know it, it's the success the uh, successor to Ultraman, so it's got a bigger budget, it's got more to do with itself. That's also just a weird thing to think about. Ultra 7, when we watch that, looks like it has a higher production value than Great does. When Great is like, years later, where technology has gotten better, but how does something from 1990 or 1992, whenever the hell they filmed it, look as cheap Compared to the show from 1967. Yeah. Even the film quality itself from 1967 looks better. Yeah. Maybe it's just what they were filming on. I'm not sure. And then you have Dino, which is like, you know, it's going off the success of like, so like that, that's great that we're like, we're timing this so well where it's like, we're talking about like both successors in the, both the Showa and the Heisei era. Mm -hmm. So... And then you have Dino, which is just like, you know, it's a new, like, years later, it's a new format, new characters, a really strong, developing protagonist, and... Here's an idea. Hmm. I think I know what Dino and Ultra 7 both have in common. What? They took what worked in the previous season, and then they improved on the areas where they were faulty. Yeah. Um, and then you have Great, which is just... It's trying its best, but it's just, it's something, there's something special about it. It's, it's like The Room. It's a bad movie, but you want to watch it. Yeah, like, for me, it's like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. I know it's a fucking shitty movie, but I don't care. I love watching it every single time. Or it's like Small Soldiers. People complain about that movie, but I love that so movie too. I feel like, Gar, after we've watched all of Ultraman Great... We're just going to be telling, like, people we meet at con stuff. They're like, no, you have to see that. It's one of those ultra moments, like, you have to see it for yourself. I'm going to get that great empowered mook. And hopefully someday we'll find a good original English subbed version of Ultraman's Earth. Because I really want to fucking talk about oh, that movie. It's coming out on Milk. Milk Creek does have the rights to it. So okay. it will happen in the future. Because we don't want to watch that dub. No. It's so you know what I want to try and get my hands on? Huh? The Super Nintendo Ultraman Great video game. Wouldn't be hard, I don't think. No, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, so that's it. So we're... Honestly, we have three good shows to talk about, and I'm, I'm glad. Like, they're... The, all all three shows are keeping my interest, which is, which is really good. So... So, yeah. So this is Kaiju Sentai Ultranger, episode 127. It's not a kaiju. It's a rock. It's a rock. <laughs> Or something else. Maybe something involving the captains. Yeah. Captain's hard as rock, I don't know. It'll it'll be something. Uh and we'll see you all next week. Schwa for now. Schwa for now. <laughs>